1: Well, well, welcome back to another chin wag. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti, your host, and I'm joined by my co host and cohort in weirdness, the distinguished philosopher and author, Stephen Asma.
2: Hello, friends. We have a really great episode for you all today.
1: As promised, chin waggers, here's a little extra bonus wag for your listening enjoyment. I think now we've probably reached the portion of the evening that's far more interesting where you get to ask us questions about things. I think we've reached that point. Including Rumpology. Yes, including including ask anything you want about Rumpology. I'll do what I can to to, to help you out. Uh, Yes, hello.
0: Hello, how are you? Good. Uh, Well, I was just thinking in this discussion... If you had thought about the whole, you know, where dream analysis fits in, or if you have any comments about dream analysis, or if you can make up comments about dream analysis. I can certainly
1: make some shit up, yeah. No, but it seems like dreams must be a big Mm -hmm. part of this. And to what extent is a guy like this hammering the nutbag and staring into a fire (laughs) and really kind of dreaming, actually? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to what extent is somebody like this maybe actually going into a kind of semi-hypnagogic like like, state, state yeah. or something like that where he's actually dreaming because these read like weird dreams they do or they, they, they're
2: so stream of consciousness that they yeah. feel like dreams and uh that's where a lot of people think that they might be accessing the future or something symbolically significant dreams yeah during these liminal states yeah yeah which i totally buy the clairvoyant dream thing
1: well, 100%. You, you don't. You think I, I'm full I, of shit.
2: I, I, no, I think... Well, hold on. Wow. <laughs> well, listen, you've insulted my acting before. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah gonna... that's true. <laughs> um, I think that dreams are very meaningful, but I don't think... I can't understand how they would have access to the future. I have a hard time with I think they tell you yeah. a lot about the past well, the and what's that, important to you, but not I, the future. The thing future. I'm
1: always saying about prophecy that I think... Because I told you about how I was reading this writer... Don DeLillo. Has anybody ever oh, yeah. read anything by Don DeLillo? Okay. And he, and he wrote a book called Mao II in the 90s. And there's a moment in Mao II when this woman is in her apartment. She looks out and she sees the Twin Towers. And she has this weird reverie where she thinks, wow, what if somebody, what if somebody blew them up and they wow. were gone? And this is 1992. Oh, my God. Or something. And to me, a prophet is somebody who's hyper aware of now. So deeply, a guy like that. That he can see the chain of, he can see what's brought us here, and he can see what's going to take us there. So, that to some extent, you're asleep and you're more open to something that allows you to see everything. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Blake says eternity in a grain of sand and all that stuff. It's like that you see everything. I like that idea. You have such awareness of now. And so, when you're dreaming, you may be in some state where you're so
2: aware of now that you're seeing. What, you're what more open. Be? It's all in the that same state. moment.
1: In, in there
2: is it. There's a there's a t- there's a name for this called Laplace's demon. There's a famous mathematician. You guys have heard of Laplace, and he thought, like in the 1700s, that if you if this demon knew everything there was about the chains of causation, that the demon could predict a million years into the future because they could understand how this atom hits that atom, hits this atom, right. hits this molecule, and they could trace right. all the way back in history because right. they could see that's the, that's the chains the of causation. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's So dreaming yeah.
1: seems like it's something that maybe allows you to do that unconsciously. Maybe. Something like that.
2: Oh, gosh. Anyway, Rumpology. Wow. Rumpology. So um,
3: I was just... I noticed um, that you talked about um, the... Um, religion and Nostradamus giving people power. And I thought it was interesting because you mentioned also that Catherine DiMigici was like a big fan of Nostradamus. So I think maybe that he was given that power to spread his word more than others, maybe.
1: That's true. But that's not a
3: question. (laughs) Question. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think the power of like suggestion is on these things and the spread of that suggestion, like making these things come to fruition? I'm just curious. Yeah, you mean good, actually good
1: causing them because they've been put out there in the world? Yeah. Wow, that's fucking crazy. That's interesting. Like, how much is that actually influencing events in some way, maybe? Well, w- 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 I- Well, I mean, in your personal life. Have you ever experienced this sense of like putting something out, and the buts people say, like, I'm putting it out in the universe, and it comes to you in some way? So if this guy's doing this on a cosmic level, and it's spreading to everybody, and they're all getting this suggestion in their head. Is it? Oh, that's
2: I was interpreting her question. Oh, did Tell I, I misinterpret your question? <laughs> <I> was like, <laughs> no. I well,
3: I think it. I think it can be interpreted in different ways. But that's like, really crazy. When you when you hear a story, I, I, um, there's a book I can't remember the name, but it talked about um, school shooting and how the news media talks about school shooting, and it actually makes them happy. Ah more because people are hearing about them uh-huh. and it's a thing that's out in the world uh-huh. now. So are uh-huh. like, well, maybe this, you know, not, they're just internalizing. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: that's really interesting. I, that yeah. makes sense. I mean, yeah, there's because something about that. that makes Human sense. beings like uh, we're, we're very culturally sensitive compared to other animals. They have like little to no culture, but human beings can hear things over and over again and then they can actually subconsciously make them so they can bring it about. Like either consciously, like as an ideal, or subconsciously.
1: Uh huh. I think my cat is very cultured, actually. By you the think? Way. Very cultured cat. Um, no, that's. It's that, a beautiful cat. <laughs> it's a beautiful it, cat. That, that there's something really powerful and creepy about that. That's
2: that's wild. Um, I think that's why like you have to be very careful about what the culture is saying. And this is going to sound weird, but no, you, it, it's makes not like sense. I'm saying like censor the culture, but you'll find that, that, that human beings are a reflection of their literature, their films, their religion. And when those ideals are like violent and, and uh, you know, destructive, then it seems to trigger people to act in these horrible ways. So we're th- like we're really good at catching cultural contagion. So, you have to be careful with the culture. Isn't like his movies it, are trouble. Like, if you watch all these you know, movies that
1: I make, yeah, are the like, worst. Yeah, They're absolutely just, the worst. But isn't that kind of like what a meme is, though? Yeah, like, in its original yeah. meaning, like a meme is a kind of like cultural virus, Yeah. sort of. And originally, it was like a kind of it was not a, not what it is now, this visual thing, although maybe it was, I don't know. It right? can be all It like can be that, all those But things. it could
2: also be like religious ideas or whatever. And that's a yeah. meme. And it yeah. sort
1: of like catches on and then it, it replicates of, just like a gene So agenda. these things are kind of like, well, and people were saying it's super popular. He's gotten popular again because of TikTok and stuff. And oh. all of the, and social media, he's, he's, there's, there's a lot of spread of his stuff because of social media. Oh, that makes sense. Because they are these kind of little bite-sized weird yes. things that you can put out there really easily and easily so and people will will be captivated by them. Yeah, and so, I wonder,
2: like, what's the point of that? Like, if you think, like, oh, he kind of predicted the latest, you know, political or war that's happening, then what do you derive from that? Do you feel better about Knowing that or you no, like
1: no, that's the thing I mean. It's like is it is it comforting really in some way? I suppose it is. It it, it verges in the conspiratorial thinking yeah. in some way it's pattern seeking, and you begin to yes. see patterns, even pattern though seeking. he's giving you these vague things that you can make the pattern with. That must be comforting in yes, some way. That's a good I've point I've made a pattern out of it. You now, feel better because
2: so. at least you recognize a yeah, pattern. I can yeah. see yeah. how these things link up. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. Any is anybody else have any good. questions? There's no need for people to. Hi there. Hi. Um,
3: On the episode uh, you guys did with that Long Island medium, Teresa Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Teresa Caputo.
3: Well, you briefly touched upon uh, past lives or reincarnation, and I was just wondering if you were going to consider doing an entire uh, episode, not necessarily with her, and then also have either of you experienced any... um, strange memories that you don't recall being in your life or like weird deja vu. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Good. (laughs) I I had a weird dream. I think I talked about it in one of our episodes. I had a weird dream uh, when I was a kid about being a kid. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sort of, it seemed like the 19th century or something or early 20th century when I was like seven or eight and it was incredibly detailed and strangely banal which is what made me feel like something was going on because it wasn't weird in any way except the fact that I was a little kid in Italy in like 1910 or something. Wow. And it was like, which was weird. So that's the only thing. I don't think I've ever had any, but any other experiences like that.
2: I feel like if I've had one, I immediately like discounted it. it. Yeah, you know, I was like, well, <laughs> this is some bullshit. This is or like not this true. is like a movie I saw because I just like, but I think if I was more open to it, there might be something. Yeah. I just, it depends on your reaction to I've it. I've
1: come more and more to
2: think it's an it's an idea that I kind of maybe
1: buy. I don't know. I used I'm to reject to it. it out. Yeah, I used past, to reject that. Yeah.
2: What freaks me out is when kids seem to know shit that they shouldn't know, like about something that happened. Yeah, or, and that's or, what those guys at UVA yeah. have a ton, yeah. have a lot of that stuff. And the and, Dalai Lama, the you know the story like yeah. – that's the how the kid, pick a yeah, Lama. the kid like picks. Oh, that's the glasses, and it turns out it was yeah, the glasses that's of my, previous that's the previous cane Lama. that
1: I walked with. And they'll they'll pick out objects yeah. that mean something to them, and that's how they figure it out. Yeah. Is there anybody else? Anyone else?
3: Hi. Um. I was really interested in the frame that you took of Nostradamus as like a really great poet, uh, and it got me to thinking about like other prescience and art, like. The character of Paul Atreides and Dune and things like that, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about like what the function of prescience or prophecy in art is. I mean, you talked a little bit about it and how it's like a reflection of society, but like what the function of that in art, like as an artist or an art adjacent person, like what what that would mean. Yeah, interesting.
2: Yes. It is is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> These people are too smart, man. They're I know. I'm like, I mean, like, wow, that's actually like, really smart.
1: Jesus. And I mean, I like I said, I mean, like Don DeLillo's stuff has a lot of kind of like weird, it, it functions as like weird prophecy because it feels like these warnings about things yeah. coming. I mean, how many artists consciously choose to try to, I mean, I think people used to do that more. Be like, I'm going to write the great novel mm-hmm. that's all about mm-hmm. my Country's fate and future and their past, and I don't know that people write stuff like that anymore. you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, like I wonder if people have that oh, sense of like
3: I will say that Frank Herbert's writing of prescience sounded yeah. like a warning almost. yeah, so, so I'm wondering if that's he like, was a big yeah.
1: environmentalist. Yes. yeah, so yeah. a lot of his sort of environmental stuff for sure. and I think some people you could probably look at a lot of people and say it's all now come to sort of pass with, with that kind of thing for yeah. sure. Science fiction, obviously, it's is, very much in this It's very vein, much doing yeah. that, you know, is trying to talk about, but again, you always feel like science fiction is talking about now in terms of the future, in terms of a kind of satire that the future is telling us about something about now, yeah, maybe or something. I you feel know? like
2: it's uh it's a way to science fiction is a great example because it's attempting to envision what's, not not what's actual, but what's possible. And so that's really crucial because it could be dystopian or it could be utopian. Both are possible. And you see this a lot in science fiction writing. Yeah. I think you see it in great, like George Eliot does it in social relationships, too. It doesn't huh. have to be science fiction. But I think artists are really good at imagining a possible future, which is the great service they provide. Because then you can see... Yeah how bad alternate things could be ways of living yeah, and, and alternate ways of yeah, living. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries, French fries, or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything everywhere. Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day you'll learn something new about things you never knew. You didn't know subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to everything everywhere daily, wherever you cast your pod: We do need to at some point get to the tunnel, the
1: HUSAC, the Hossac tunnel.: <laughs> We did want to talk time. about the Hossac tunnel.:
0: I'm the one who mentioned it.: yes, Yeah, you're the one I who mentioned it. That's <laughs> awesome.) <laughs> um, I'm- I, that wasn't what my question was about. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, the hell I, with the
1: Husak Tunnel. Huh?
0: I well, I know a lot of people died while building it. And yes. They say that's very, very. We haunted. went there today. We went, today. We went to check we it out. Yes. That's amazing. It's yeah, super it was really, creepy. It was creepy. Cre- I've never been, but I've read a lot about it, and it's I read worth another podcast about it, with, or listened to, which was crazy.
1: It's really cool. It's yeah. worth checking out. It's super creepy.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I would go in. <laughs>
1: we did, and not knowing it's a functioning yeah, train a long track. we walked way into it. Steve and I were walking. Walking along, yeah. and I'm like, "Wow, this is real dark yeah. in here. This goes down really far away. So, do you think yeah. there's any trains that use this? I mean, yeah. we might yeah. not have been here tonight yeah, if I think, we'd walked I think it was further.
0: 139 confirmed deaths. Wow. In the is that right? Building. Yes.
1: It's five miles long. Yes. And it's dark in there. It's, it's really creepy. creepy.
0: Well, I give you credit for going in there. Can I ask my question? Yes. Yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> <so. laughs> anyway, the tunnel. <laughs> well, my question is kind of a tangent in favor of tangents. And it is really for, a tangent? With Stephen in mind, have you seen the latest viral Sasquatch footage? Yeah, hey, we were just talking and about what it. What do you think of we it? We were talking about yeah. What do you make of it? Is it real? It
2: I find it compelling. Yeah. I, I, t- I told Paul that my heart says yes, but my head says. Eh. I think it's, it's pretty. F- it's it's weird. It's
1: weird. It's really weird because we were saying, I'm like it does. It looks. It moves like a guy. It doesn't move like an animal. But it's weird looking. Like its fur is weird and kind of silky, and yeah. it's a weird color. Yeah. And the fact that it kind of perfectly matches the environment is yeah. really weird, and so I'm a little bit like. If it's some dude, he put a lot of thought into this. And is he out there every fucking day doing that, <laughs> Hoping that somebody's going to film him? Yeah. that's what I keep thinking. Is this dude out there like, it's hot out here. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's running around. I actually find it compelling.
2: I, I, I also find it compelling. But uh, I so want to believe in Bigfoot that I'm, I'm afraid that I might be being gullible. And if you haven't seen it. It's, it's kind weird. of like a, it's like a light brown color, right? Kind of with a golden silky golden. golden yeah. yeah, it's kind of beautiful. And it it's, walks across like a, a plane with some like fauna. It's like a hillside with like a lot floral, of sort of scrub. Yeah. It's like deserty scrub yeah. sort of, you know? And it just sits down. And kind of people see around, it Kind from
1: of sits train. down and kind of disappears into the yeah. bush. It's weird.
2: Um, it's super and, weird. And the, the great, uh, before you're making fun of me too much the the great primatologist uh, jane goodall correct is on record saying it is entirely possible that there is some undetected primate i and, find that amazing yeah, that yeah, and she she asked that. these uh folks in south america she she said have you ever seen a an um how does she ask it um a monkey that stands upright without a tail and they were like oh yeah it's like six it's six feet tall really yeah like people six like, people yep. were like yeah oh yeah we see that all the time amazing so, Well, he's out there, there in colorado go. that's for sure it's weird i
1: i find it interesting it's strange i definitely. take it
2: from your nodding head that you
1: also find it compelling It was strange yeah it's definitely real. Well, she's
2: not even committing
1: as much as we are. No. Like, what cracks me up is you're skeptical about so many things, but you're like Sasquatch, yeah. Yes. That's where I'm like. It's really funny I'm all on to board, me. Yeah. You're like, no, no, no. Precognitive <laughs> dreams are bullshit, but Sasquatch <laughs> is definitely real. It's like what the fuck are
2: you talking about? Anyway. Why do you want to believe in Sasquatch? I, I it's a good question. Uh is cool. Uh, it's, uh I I like the idea of cryptids. I know a lot of you guys do too, cryptozoology. Paul and I like the idea of these creatures that were entirely, uh, seemed to be made up or were completely fanciful, and then we end up discovering them. I mean, people thought that the, the platypus was Oranguta- bullshit. Orangutan, yeah, platypus they thought was, it was bullshit. A I still think the platypus is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at that, that they're very hard to,
1: it's really hard to <laughs> see yeah, a platypus. They're, hard, yeah. they're almost like a giant squid or something. But <laughs> they, I think, yeah, in a way, <laughs> the platypus, yeah. yeah, they've hardly ever been seen. So I, I think Sasquatch is one of those. Right? was an orangutan something that was mythical and yeah. then like people saw it? Which is, you know, pretty close to something. Yeah,
2: so I love that stuff that we thought love it was it too. BS and it turned out to be real. yeah. Yeah, I just, I like, I, I like that.
1: I, I'm all for Sasquatch being real. It's not like I don't want Sasquatch to be real. I just think it's funny you think it is real. Well, yes? Where are the skeletons? Say what? Where are the skeletons? Which skeletons? Of of okay, well, that's
2: a good uh, well, point. Where's there were, the dead okay, ones? Okay, they're made of a chemical that. Uh, <laughs> The rainwater just oh, decimates Jesus. the uh, wow. chemicals. <laughs> just the, absolutely. Well, the osseous material. It's like the
1: elephant's graveyard or whatever, right? Wasn't there like a mythical thing is the, 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 where all the elephants went to die? Because you never saw dead elephants, supposedly.
2: Well, apparently and they do d- die. Like they do move, move the place. bones to an area. That's They common, move their own bones. Apparently, an and they kind of die in a There's certain your answer. area.
1: The Sasquatches move their bones underground. Yeah,
2: we just don't know where that is. We don't
1: know where that is.
2: Nope. Is that so hard to believe?
1: The Husak Tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the Husak Tunnel. Baby. That's where they are. That's where they are. are we, oops, we got one more over here? I say, why not?
4: Hi. Hi. Um, so I was really interested when we were talking about, or you were talking about, um, you know, why do certain things catch on versus another, Christianity versus any of the millions of religions that exist and I was thinking is it related to someone in popular culture whether it's a leader or someone else gives them a voice I think about some of the like insane people that we know in our day-to-day like Rasputin like was given a voice by the Romanovs is it because they're given permit the people are given permission to almost believe in this this thing or this prophecy or whatever so yeah interesting (laughs) thoughts
2: yeah that's good
1: (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Rasputin, yeah, somebody like that. What about somebody like Jesus, though? I mean, is it because he pissed off the Romans enough that it popularized his message, that he was enough of a pest that they...
2: I mean, he fulfilled the, a prophecy that was already that's there true. and waiting for yeah, him. That's true. Yeah, um, that's true. As, as some think. And then also he had the greatest marketing genius of all time named Paul. That's right. Who went all around the Mediterranean, like right. just marketing Christianity yeah, like crazy. that's so, true. So, yeah, true. it's who you attach yourself to. So, for sure. You know, in, in Nostradamus' case, he attached himself to really powerful people. That's true. And Rasputin.
1: Rasputin. I suppose a lot of people like that. Or they get enough people supporting them and enabling yeah. them, like Jim Jones or somebody yeah. like that. You know, So that you have enough people around you like really keeping it going. That's yeah, something that makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Another one? I'm happy to do another one. I mean, we're probably going yeah, over game. time, but I don't care. Um, just to throw a stick into the works, what do you think AI is going to do to prophecies and truth, amazing, amazing. etc. It's fucking with truth. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. yeah. It's messing with truth. Do you think we'll be able to use them to like prophesy things? Like that's an interesting idea. Well, that well you, you could feed use enough AI information, to write this stuff. You can use AI to generate Nostradamus. Yeah, I absolutely. bet you could. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even now you could just say, write me some poetry quatrains in the style of Nostradamus, of Nostradamus. And they can and do it. it. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, that's fucking crazy. Let's do it. That's really bananas. Wow. So, so yeah, that seems, wow.
2: The chinwag presents the, the end of the world. new Nostradamus quatrains. Holy
1: shit, that's <laughs> freaky. Is somebody doing that probably right now? Probably, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I think that's easy to do. Easy. But, Super easy. But it doesn't need to make AI, any sense. Could so AI, AI like, actually like predict the future? Because yeah. it has so much data that it's That's scraped. the thing. That's yeah. interesting. From that the internet. If we're
1: talking about it, it's like you know yeah. the past so well, you see that yeah, right. then maybe it could actually be something we can use to like prognosticate.
2: Because they're doing that in medicine. They're just saying that's no true. doctor can know all these case studies, but AI could. That's right. So then it can use it to project what is what is this particular person going through and what are they going to experience? That's interesting. Makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that's a good use of it,
1: if there's any good
2: use of it. That's really interesting. That yeah, I hadn't interesting. thought about that. It's yeah, a good that's question. Cool. I like that. It's a Laplace's demon. I'll say what?
1: Oh, it's Laplace's. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah, got it. Stay yeah. with me, man. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, man. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One more is great. Absolutely.
4: This. It's so great to have you here, both of you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks.
4: <laughs> I am so excited that you went to the Husik Tunnel. Yeah, we were really <laughs> you know, and, and they... Increased the um, height on the tunnel about 20 years ago. Oh. And I, as a journalist here in North Adams, had a chance to talk to some of the the workers in there, and they said that they saw strange things. Really, We'll leave it at that. I also think you need to know here in North Adams just how incredibly rich... It is with supernatural I bet. activity.
1: Like what? Oh, uh oh.
4: The Houghton Mansion.
1: Oh, what yeah. is that? What is? Oh the, I, my
4: God! Like it's I'm over a- on Church Street. Uh huh. I had probably my only supernatural experience there, and it was similar. I was. I've been. The Hope the, Mansion. The oh, Houghton. Oh, Houghton. Okay. Houghton Mansion. Uh huh. Where I heard. And, and you can appreciate this. I've been listening. I've been catching up at the podcast <laughs> where I heard someone say in my ear, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty Amazing. creepy. That's Changed awesome. Changed my life. Good. Changed my life. Love what you guys do. Thanks. Keep thank doing you. it.
1: Thank you. We, we intend to. And
4: thank you for coming to North Adams. Pleasure. Thanks, Thanks for you.
1: having staying us. staying here at Thanks, Mass thank Awesome. You. Thank you, guys. Thank you. A lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Mm.
2: Chinwag is a production of Treefort Media and Touchy Feely Films, hosted and executive produced by Paul Giamatti and Stephen Asma. Executive producers for Treefort are Kelly Garner and Lisa Ammerman. Dan Carey is executive producer for Touchy Feely. Our series producer is Rachel Whitley-Bernstein. Original theme music by Luke Topp, with additional music by Via Mardot. Oscar Guido is our executive in charge of production. Tom Monahan is head of audio for Treefort animation created by alex sokol editing and mixing by jeff neal lastly for more information go to chinwagpod.fm and find us on instagram or tiktok at chinwagpod or on twitter at chinwag pod
1: all oh, my stars steve my stars and stripes we have some exciting news
2: shall we tell them we should reveal that chinwag is hitting the road again and going on a west coast tour
1: yes that's right if you missed us in your fair city truly friends don't fret don't fear don't
2: have a panic attack (laughs) do not panic we will be recording live chinwags in may in los angeles portland and seattle yes in la will be a
1: dynasty typewriter On May 14th, you can go to chinwagpod.fm
2: slash Los Angeles for tickets. And on May 16th, we're going to be in Portland at Revolution Hall. For those tickets, go to chinwag.fm slash Portland. And we'll be at Town Hall, the great
1: town hall in Seattle on May 17th. For tickets to that, go to chinwagpod.fm slash Seattle. You do not want to miss this. It's going to be awesome.
2: It's going to be mighty, mighty. So get your tickets at chinwagpod.fm, and we will see you there. Come on out, Waggers. Come out, Waggers. Come out.
0: (laughs) Come out of hiding.